Hello and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And today we're going to talk about our friend Art. Yay, Art. Who passed away. Yeah, that's a big fat boo, but he was ama- he was great. He was a great neighbor and um, just such a staple in our neighborhood. And he, you said he's lived here. We've talked about him on the podcast Yeah, before. he's lived here since 1956. He lived in his same house. Isn't and that amazing? Jimmy, who's in his 60s, who lives next door, um, met Art when he was like a toddler. Yeah, he was, he's known Art all his life. All of his life. And so it was a, it was a seismic change in our neighborhood. Uh, to not have art there. And uh, we took a picture of Art's truck because that's kind of the... Art's, okay, so when Art um, passed away, we didn't... We It was a couple days before we walked past his house. And I got to tell you, David Wall, walking past the house was fine, but walking past his truck... With his little baseball and the dashboard. It made me really sad. Yeah. 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 And his truck was, um, I would say, very close to uh, the Sanford and Son truck. (laughs) It sure was. But it had a phenomenal winch in the back. Oh, my gosh. And by winch, you don't mean a a pirate lady. No. (laughs) No, but I mean... (laughs) Uh, no, but I I think Art would have liked that. He would have liked that. But um, you and do you want to describe what it was? Because Art had a business where he would go pick up cardboard. Yeah, so he had a recycling business where he would go. He had a couple um, accounts with, um, I think it was like Walgreens maybe, and then the local um, Bartell Drugs, which is our local couple gas stations. Some, yeah, and maybe one of the grocery, Red Apple grocery store. I think right. where he would go and he would pick up all of their cardboard and their giant big pieces of cardboard and cardboard boxes, and he would compress them down. And then um, take them to the recycling center to um, to recycle them and make a little money. Make some cash. Yeah. Cash money. And one of my favorite art memories. There was only one of his businesses. Yes. Um, one of my favorite art memories. Well, two, two parts of the same coin. One is um, if it rained, um, art would drive around with the cardboard in the back of his truck so that it would rain on the cardboard so it would weigh more and if it didn't rain art would get his hose out his and garden spray hose. down the cardboard so he could make more money he watered his cardboard he would water his cardboard which is one of my favorite art, art memories he uh, a couple times we uh, we bought him some ice cream so we could argue whether or not the ice cream was good. Yeah, he really really liked Blue Bunny. He was a Blue Bunny. I think bunny it's called man. Blue Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Blue Bunny Blue Bunny man and um, he thought that was the best. But I think we bought him a couple other kinds just so he could try. To try him. I think one of his maybe his favorite meals um, was uh, IFR's clam chowder. Oh my gosh. That had maybe been, you know, sitting on the counter for an hour or two, and then his um, Blue Bunny vanilla ice cream for yes. dessert. <laughs> and he would he would heat up his clam chowder by putting it on the heater in his truck. I know. Oh, Art. Oh, I miss him. I miss him. And, um, yeah, and his, his life story was amazing because he left the South 
And he was basically an indentured servant. Yes. Yeah. And he left in debt and came up to Seattle. And um, the debt collectors came for him when he worked at Nordstrom. And his supervisor at Nordstrom actually paid off his debt because it was some very minor amount yeah. of money. But he was just in a situation yeah. where his work would never pay off the money he owed. Yeah. So his boss at Nordstrom did the $125 yeah. and then said, Art, you can just pay me back because you work. And I was he in the he was on the receiving dock, wasn't he, in, at Nordstrom? I believe he Not was. Not positive, yeah. but I think that's where yeah. he, one of his many jobs. Which is where he learned about winches. <laughs> So yeah. I just wanted to spend a minute just uh, talking about art because... What about his... When, well, art collected cars, too. He did. Well, another really fun thing about art is um, people would give or sell art cars, and there was a constant debate over whether art actually owned the cars because his constant discussion was the paperwork for the cars and where the car was, because Henry would get frustrated because often he would leave the cars in Henry's backyard. <laughs> yeah, and these cars were so cool. American-made, 60s and 70s Detroit cars. So he had, like, he had a caddy, he had... Um, Not all at the same time, either. No, no. He, But they were kind of in disrepair. Oh, yeah. Um, he had... Um, I think a um, Mark Five, Mark Four, Mark Five Lincoln Continental, like just just phenomenal boats of cars with the big chrome um, bumpers and yeah, they were great. And yeah. and one of my favorite car memories, and I posted about this on Twitter, and I'll include it in the newsletter. But Art actually um, got a car that had the most grand rat's nest in the engine that I've ever seen if if uh, Wes Anderson designed a rat's nest because it was made from like a piece of velvet didn't it have like bows and bells it in was, it it was it was crazy it literally looked like it was um uh made up like it was like a set designer had come up with a fancy rat's nest in the engine of a giant american made car yeah i have a picture of it and i'll it seemed I'll like he was it. a little proud of that because <laughs> he, he was. showed it to a lot of he people was. he was like hey come here and look at this yeah. rat's nest yeah. um and it wasn't his stuff that made up the rat's nest he got it with the rat's nest but that was art and uh i loved art's uh wheeler dealer sensibilities yep and um, Art would sit in his living room behind his screen door and watch every go by, everyone go by. And uh, he was kind of the one of the mayors of the neighborhood. And uh, he will be missed. And he was maybe the king of the neighborhood. The king of the neighborhood, yeah. just because he'd been here so yeah. long. And we, um, we are going to have a little uh, party in memory of Art just for the neighborhood uh, people. Yeah, we need to come up with a... Um, maybe we can do that in June. Mm-hmm. Have a gathering out front. Yeah, just have a some uh, a know. potluck with uh, Ivar's clam chowder and vanilla blue bunny ice cream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry, that made my stomach feel a little bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but I hope Art is resting well. Yeah, that was good. And um, one other thing I wanted to talk about this week was um, there was a data breach from a Chinese company that sold Amazon reviews. 
Did you hear about this? No. So the so the Amazon data breach for well, it wasn't reviews? an Amazon data breach. What so was it? There was a server that was left with no password and no protection at all, so anyone could access the files. And on the server was... Where was the server? Just in the cloud. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, China, actually, is where they... Okay. Who owns it. Okay. But um, it was where all of the communication that this company had trying to get Amazon reviews uh, was pointed. So it had all the Facebook Messenger stuff, all the email, everything that they had done and communicated with other people about was on this server. So they found out there's 200 to 250,000 people doing fake reviews on Amazon. I'm not surprised at all by that. Here's the con. So what this company did, um, there are two, two versions of what they would do. One was you would buy a product and then you would give it a five star or a good review and then... Not through your Amazon account, but through your PayPal account, the seller would give you your money back. So you got to keep whatever the object was for free. So if it was... So they were buying positive reviews. So it was like a phone cord. Yeah. So you get to keep the phone cord as your your thing. The other one, though, was that I saw... Someone said you could make $11,000 for 1,000 reviews. So if you went through and did a thousand reviews on Amazon, you could make eleven thousand dollars. That's kind of good. That's yeah. like t- more than ten dollars a review. Yeah. Right? So some people were doing were were actually going through and and doing all this. So all of it's out in the open now. So my guess is Amazon has all of this information and is going to start blocking the sellers and buyers. Oh, I, my math was bad. $11 a review. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay, so do you remember when it was a few months ago, people were getting random packets of seeds? Yes. Was this at all tied to that? I, I bet you it was. So. I bet you it was. Well, <laughs> but I just, I thought you'd be interested specifically wow. because um, I know you're when you look for stuff online, you look at the reviews, and we're always rolling our eyes when something has all five star reviews or yeah. all one star reviews because it's like, no way, there's no perfect anything. But some of the some of the Amazon comp the companies that sold on Amazon would request an over thirty word word review with a video. That was the big get is if you could get a video review, and over 30 words. So when you bought something, let's just say I bought something on Amazon, how would I know that I would get the product for free if I gave a review with a video? Well, that's what this company did was they facilitated that. So once you did it once, like you probably do it with something cheap first just to prove like, oh, this would work. Mm-hmm. And um, But they have all the communication with everybody from this through this company. Wow. So if they did want to prosecute anyone... They have all the communication. And the article I read said some people were very aware of that they were doing something bad. And other people just kind of got suckered in with like, do you want a free phone cord? And they're like, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so they did. They came into it that way. So they, they were the article I read said that they were probably going to gauge the pu- different punishments for people based on how aware they were of that what they were doing was illegal. Yeah, but who could who who could 
punish. Well, if the server's in the cloud, it's a Chinese company. The owner of the server is responsible for the data on the server, so they could be punished for that. All the companies can be banned, banned. From, from Amazon or prosecuted for the data breach. Um, wow. And this is only one little nugget, one server that was left yeah, unprotected. With How many more? 200 to 250,000 people doing fake reviews There's on millions. Amazon. I bet you there are millions. Yeah. So yeah. I would say anytime wow. you buy, like we bought some uh, camera equipment for you like yeah. to take pictures. Yeah. And we looked at the reviews and some of them were just crazy based on what we got. Sometimes yeah. this stuff was good, but it it's not five star good. Yeah. Like we would be like, okay, that's a and good four star. And some of them star. were really poorly written reviews. Yes, yeah. which which I'm ama- if you're going to do a thousand reviews, your review is going to be cut and paste. Yes, is <laughs> is good like. Yeah, unless you have to do a video in thirty yeah. words. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to. That's fascinating. I thought you would be interested in that, and um, it's a very. Uh, fresh thing that just happened. So I don't know what all the ramifications of it are going to be, but I think a lot of people are going to be banned from Amazon. Do you think Jeff Bezos is going to be banned from Amazon? Is he writing faulty reviews? (laughs) So that was my little topic. Keep me posted about that. What's that? Keep me posted. I wanted to do two follow-ups. The first one is I thought it would be fun if you could explain to the listeners... Um, the woman that you have introduced me on tick, she's an artist on TikTok, and she does um, fake Ray Dunn. What is it called when she plants the stuff in the store? Is it dropping? It's or? drop lifting she, instead of shoplifting. So would you explain what drop lifting is and then what she does? Because it, I was laughing so hard when you showed me a couple of them. Well, so her name is Annika618, which is A-N-N-E-K-E-618. And what she does is she she took that whole Ray Dunn idea and she did her own version of it. So instead of a mug that says Queen Bee, she has one that says MILF. And instead of a bathroom storage container that says... Um, you know, brushes. She has one that says butt stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, and she um, she also has an Etsy pay, uh, Etsy shop. Yep. And she, what, uh, how Super she, funny. How she started it, though, was she was trolling. She saw that one video that um, we talked about mm-hmm. initially where the people who were, like, going in droves. And she saw that on TikTok. She's like, this is crazy. She researched Ray Dunn like we did. And so she started to try to infiltrate the Ray Dunn community on Facebook and on Instagram and post like fake product that she Just made. photoshopped yeah. stuff. So she, she did one of her, my favorite ones of hers was she did like a back porch with a white radon pillow that just said feet on it. <laughs> yeah, that one was which, funny. Which was nice and subtle. Like it yeah. wasn't one of her dirtier yeah. ones, but it just said feet. And then um, an elderly woman actually wanted to buy the pillow from her. Because, because her, Gary, her her husband who had passed away, loved feet, right? Loved feet. <laughs> so, so... So she actually had to make the pillow for this lady and give and send it to her. Did you see that um, Gary's wife was at first kind of scared to send her um, her address because 
she thought she was going to get, um, like, hacked or something. That's, it makes sense. And then she also made a cup that said, I think something like, I, something about, um, is it Gary or Jerry? I can't remember. Um, I think it's maybe Jerry, but something about Jerry. She customized a couple items for this yeah. woman. It was so cute. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was R.I.P. Jerry. Yeah, it was. That was it. <laughs> yeah. But tell t- tell us about um the dead um deadlift. Is it deadlifting? Drop lifting. Drop lifting. Instead of shoplifting where you steal stuff, drop lifting is where you drop things off. <laughs> so she makes fake Ray Dunn stuff, takes it to the what is it Home Goods. And puts it on the shelf. And, you know, so there will be one that says, you know, mom, America, freedom or whatever. And then one that says queef. <laughs> like right next to this. Which is a kind of a dirty term for something. Oh, I'm not going into it. Yeah. I'm I was just going to. But um, then uh, just today she posted a video saying that she is she hired people because she's selling so much stuff through her Etsy shop. She needed to hire employees and she's paying them $15 an hour. So she was making fun of companies that don't want to pay their employees. Yay! $15 I love her. She has the best sense of humor. And, and a Michigan girl. Yeah. So For close sure. to your Midwest heart, close to your Toledo yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's awesome. It, everybody should check her out because um, it's just her like planting this stuff throughout the home goods and the TJ Maxx. She did a like a three pack of underpants. That was that was really funny too. So it's I like good. that. I'll like put that a, I'll put a link to her account in the the uh, newsletter. Unfortunately with the newsletter I can't do direct links to uh, the videos. Yeah. I can't like embed the video in there so you have to go and look and ah. Yeah, but people can check that out. And then I had a follow-up too. Oh, okay. Because the last um, podcast we did, which was a while ago, sorry you guys, we were on hiatus, but um, we were talking about TV shows. Right. And, and you got some good recommendations. I did get some good recommendations and I just have to give a little shout out to Jim Nichols. Jim I already am in season three, episode, I think, five or six of The Misfits. And you like it? I very much like it. It is a perfect elliptical show. Really good cast. Um, And I'm really, really thankful for the recommendation. Interesting. So thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. (laughs) She's she's all wound up. (laughs) Ready to go. Well, that was pretty much all I had for this time. Okay. Did you have anything else? No, but I do have other, like Tim Ellis, give me um, a recommendation that I'm interested in, but I'm trying to get through a couple other shows now, and I'm stockpiling The Handmaid's Tale from this season so I can binge. Nice. Yeah. And you love that Handmaid's Tale, so. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, maybe um, maybe the uh, Ray Dunn woman should do a series of uh, Ray Dunn Handmaid's Tale Oh, the bonnets? Yeah. Well, no, just on the Ray Dunn stuff, just words and phrases. Oh, from... yeah. That would be pretty funny. That would be that would be good. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.